Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. And also in the dead state of New York. I say dead because this is western, rapidly becoming omega western New York as we approach Buffalo, Niagara area, and thusly Canada. We're on our way to Toronto tonight. But I thought I'd just get started with a little bit of singing. That'll help me stay awake. That'll help you stay engaged. Or not. But hey, let's give it a try. <clears throat> In the still of the night, hear the wolf harness living around your door. In the still of the night, I feel my heart beat heavy, telling me I gotta have my war. I feel like I should go higher. Yeah, I See how high I can go. This feels so high. In the silver night, in the wolf, the honey, silver down your door. In the silver night, I feel my heart beating heavy. You tell me I gotta have more. Uh, I don't know. I think I like lower one better. I felt like a lot of effort. Woo! I'm awake. Gotta have more. to be here with all of you listening who's listening right now let me know where you at let me know where you're listening from if i'm actually going to have you letting me know where you're listening from then i should probably ignore the fact that i actually have the metrics right in front of me I've got like a 85 80 ish percent people listening from the united states and then a smattering of people elsewhere including canada so shout outs to canada we're not in Canada yet. In order to get to the Toronto area, Pearson International Airport, that's my goal for tonight, to get there in the wee hours of the morning, or in the still of the night. You get it. I guess it depends on these uh, people in the parking lot that I'm going to drop my car off. Are they in the middle of their night shift, or did they just start their early morning shift? I guess we'll find out. Looking at myself on the map now, I can see I'm actually almost as high north as Buffalo. Now there's a gentle curve to get up to Buffalo, but I've done a lot of the climbing already. Now I'm kind of like in a car emoji beneath Buffalo. So that's, that's cool. I'm excited by that. This is a great development. After we pass by Buffalo and get into Canada, we still have a significant amount of driving to go before we actually get to Toronto. But that's okay. Like I said, the reason why we're doing this, instead of driving to, gee, I don't know, Pittsburgh, flying out of Pittsburgh, flying out of Philadelphia, flying out of, I don't know, just Detroit? I mean, there are a lot of places I could fly out of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> BWI, Dulles, JFK, LaGuardia, even Harrisburg. Harrisburg had flights that would ultimately connect to flight that takes me to Vancouver. And why is Vancouver so difficult to fly direct to? Why is Toronto the only place that's doing it? And that's the reason why I'm going to Toronto. I'm going there, I'm driving there, because as it turns out, the cheapest 
and most direct flight. Ugh. Sorry, just had to react to taking an exit. Hey, but we're still on our way. We're still on pace to get there at 3.23 a.m. Nothing but deadness, silence, and the still of the night. Anyway. My next instructions are to turn onto Perry Road in 7.3 miles. All right. So I'll keep an eye out for that. 700, 800, 900, $1,000 to fly from Philadelphia to Vancouver, and that's with connecting flights. It's brutal. As soon as I knew that I wanted to go to Battle of BC 5, which is my destination tonight slash tomorrow slash you get it, I started looking from the jump and even months and months out, it was $680 or something. And I thought, that's no way it's going to stay that way. And I was right. It only went on, It only went up, but I couldn't believe it. And then I thought, wait a minute, I'm a genius. If I'm going to have to deal with connecting flights anyway, and if most of them go to Toronto, why don't I just get a flight to Toronto and buy a separate flight from Toronto to Vancouver? Haha. <laughs> but as it turns out, it's a $500 flight to Toronto from Philadelphia. That's crazy. And then another $300 to fly from Toronto to Vancouver which adds up to 800. So no matter how I did it, and no matter from what airport, from this, that, and the third, and I tried everything, y'all, it still ended with me realizing I am just gonna need to put up and drive to Toronto because that's cheaper than $500. Let me tell you what, you don't have to spend $500 to drive to Toronto from Lancaster County where I live in PA. So, I'm driving. Also fortunate, because there's a couple of different angles. Maybe the flight leaves in the late afternoon, so I would, like, start driving really early on Thursday morning, that kind of thing, that kind of thing. I don't know. I think I like this better because that means... Ooh, that's a prison. Big prison. That's, like, a super big prison. So much barbed wire. What prison am I passing by? And why wasn't it on the map? No one's saying anything. It's like a shadow location. I feel like I'm in on something right now. Apple people, please don't kill me. Or put me in the shadow prison place. Can't be a shadow prison, but shoutouts to the town of Mount Morris. Y'all got a prison going on, and it's right off the road. Right off of Sanyea Road, or just Sanye. We're starting to come across some weird names, and I thought it was weird enough that Virginia had a county an entire slice of land named Bath, but there was a town named Bath up here in New York. That's just crazy. All right. Now, what else was I talking about? Oh, yes. No matter how I sliced it, I could not get a flight cheaper than $800 once I was starting to get close enough, and I finally decided I'm going to drive overnight, and I'm happy that I'm flying out early on Thursday morning here because I'll get to Vancouver mid-morning and have a whole day to kind of, I don't know, one, I, I don't want to say acclimate, but Friday, the festivities kick off. There's lots of stuff going on Friday for the Battle of BC5 tournament, so I'm not going to be as inclined to either sightsee or relax. I'm hoping to relax once, once I land, and I guess that all depends on what happens with Edwin Budding and Quang. Oh yes, that's right. 
I am ruining, ruining, no, I'm rooming, gosh, let me look over to melee stats so I get, because Quang goes by a different tag, it's really exciting, this tag almost feels impossible to pronounce, so we're just gonna go to the tweet here, at melee stats pod on Twitter, oh, Kyle McNew Dater, Kyle McNew Dater, Kyle McDonator is going to be competing at Battle of BC5 courtesy of Melee Stats, the Melee Stats Showcase. People get confused. Oh, if there's an MS tag along with Kyle McNew Dater and aka Quang, who I will call Quang from now on because Kyle McNew Dater, wait a minute, I just said that without looking. Did I get it right? Kyle McNew Dater, Kyle McNew Dater. Oh my gosh, I might not be saying Quang anymore. Kyle McNewdater is an underground DK. I'd say underground in the sense not a lot of international or or national presence on melee majors. So this is a hey, Kyle McNewdater has the words new and day, or at least the pronunciation of that. Am I going the right way? I, am I supposed to be going 30 miles per hour right now? What what who whose idea was this? Why is there not a direct way to get to Buffalo from the rest of New York? Do people have to go on this road that I'm on right now? Oh, you know what? I bet you there's a toll road that goes directly to Buffalo. That's right. Y'all, I said to avoid tolls. And it's funny because I thought to myself, it's weird that I don't have to pay to go into Canada, like, at all. And as it turns out, you're not paying to go into Canada so much as you're paying to use the bridge that goes into Canada. (sighs) What a world we live in. So I have my AC pass. But anyway, otherwise, I'm not paying for toll roads. Can't do it, won't do it. That's just... Look, I gotta be careful with how much I spend because I'm already spending so much to room with Edwin Budding and Kyle McNudator. Oh my gosh, I'm getting it. This is awesome. I thought for sure I was going to be going with Quang, but Kyle McNudator. It could just be the fact that it's 12.43 in the morning, Eastern Time. Kyle McNudator... And I, I feel like we're going to get along. Edwin Budding is a friend of the program, so for anyone who has not already watched, sadly, old Melee Stats videos, when's the newest one coming out, by the way? Come on. Anyway, I, I, I also want to give a congratulations since I don't think I ever said it in an official recording, but now that I'm thinking about Melee Stats, congratulations to Ambie Sinister for getting married, so there's a good reason why. Oh, and moving across the coast across the United States, excuse me, cross country to start a new job. That's also kind of a big deal. Congratulations to Ambi for doing all of that instead of making another Melee Stats video because between Edwin, Ambi, and Wheat, those are the, our Triforce, if you will, our trinity of, <laughs> of Melee Stats. But everyone knows that, that the favorite of the Melee Stats collective is a tie between Firepuff 12 and SF. I love Firepuff 12. I am Fire Nation until the day I die. And then probably afterwards and and whatever the next step is. I mean, I know what the next step is, but for those of you who don't believe in next steps or believe in different next steps than me, I'm not here to step on your toes. I'm just telling you, whatever happens next, I'm still Fire Nation, ride or die. Ride, die, and afterwards. Happy? Okay. SF, though, who is doing work. SF, 
as far as I'm aware, still does Wens Melee and still does daily, daily, seven days a week. Last night in Melee Twitter thread results, which is always a solid five to seven to ten tweet, tweet Twitter thread. It's very impressive to see the daily dedication because I tried being a daily dedicated person for my server. That's easier to do than Twitter because with the server, with the people that are in there, they're all cool. So how hard could it be? Hey, that's a hotel. I thought that was a restaurant for a second. So the daily tweeting stuff, I can't do. The daily Discord updates, I can't do. I tried, but I only lasted about two weeks. And I'm also a full-time stay-at-home dad. Did I say that yet? Yeah. So you can pretty much get off my back on anything related to working extra hard on my hobbies and passive interests because I'm... <laughs> it is very challenging to have enough energy to do all of this stuff after parenting kids for an entire day on your own. Now, we go out, we do things, we don't just stay shut in at home all day, but Jen works Monday through Friday, about 40 hours each week, and we definitely miss her while she's there, while she's there at work. Shoutouts to Jen, my lovely wife Jen, for doing so well she's killing it she's doing super super well with the work responsibilities today was a bad day for her but by the time i left i could see a little bit more hope or positivity just because she's going to be at home with the kids while i'm in vancouver so that's a positivity thing that's something to be glad about hopeful about so apparently I'm turning onto Perry Road now, but this truck isn't turning onto Perry Road. Do you think this truck knows that they're supposed to turn on Perry Road in order to continue going to Toronto, specifically to the parking lot where I'll be parking my car and then shuttling to the airport? Do you think that truck knows? And I already passed the prison, so where are you delivering supplies or food to? There are farms up here, though. Some of this place, some of this, it's really dark because it's midnight or past midnight. Actually, it's almost one in the morning. Huzzah. But, oh, speaking of, I watched the latest season of The Great. Uh, that's short for Catherine the Great or Peter the Great. And I guess Paul the Great someday. But we have to have this show active for about 30 years, canonically speaking, if we want Catherine, who did rule Russia as empress for, I think it's 30 years. I think it was 30 years. It was for a long time before dying, I think, and passing it on to Paul. I don't know. When I watched the first season of The Great, I read up on the real history, but that was two years ago, and I haven't read up on it again since. But I did watch the latest season, so you can kind of tell someone's watched it when they say, huzzah. It's so fun to say. <laughs> so obviously they're going to say it. Jen is killing it, though, at work, so we're really happy and excited for her. And I continue to do my thing, big time parenting at home stuff, not a lot of energy left to do all this. Oh, but I do have energy to drive through the night, apparently. At least I have enough energy to drive through the night so far. I don't know, I got a can of Coke, $2 at, uh, at uh, da, 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 Rudders. Rudders is a local gas station in the central PA area. I think their corporate office is in York. 
which is the county next over from Lancaster. Just taking a sip of my Coke. I'll take another one. Enjoy the silence. Oh, just little sips of Coke, little sips of water. I've had an apple so far. I've had a banana so far. I got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ready to go, but I'm trying to save that for later on, closer to the time of arrival to the parking lot because I want to have something actually cooking in my belly as uh, I'm in the airport and walking around and finding the Porter Airlines kiosk. By the way, there's another thing that we need to talk about. Is this a stop sign or are these lights just decorative? I feel like blanking red lights mean you come to a stop, but who's to say? I'm gonna follow the example of our dear friend, the driver in front of me. I think that's the best way to know for sure what you're supposed to do. Oh, I totally missed the fact that there was a stop sign right there. You know, when it's dark and there's blinking lights, you kind of get distracted on that. Oh, somebody has like, no, those aren't Christmas lights. Are they Christmas lights? Should I knock and ask? I'm not gonna knock and ask. I thought that was a really skinny, oh wait. Okay, we're big time chill. Oh, am I supposed to turn here? No, I'm not supposed to turn there, I'm supposed to go straight. And we're supposed to stay on this road for 35 miles? And we're still supposed to, huh, all right. We're supposed to stay on this road for 35 miles and still somehow get to where we're going, so that's kind of cool, I guess. How much longer are we gonna be in freaking USA? I don't mind New York State, but really the best thing that they have going for themselves is New York City, and I am very far away from New York City. Uh, okay, so let's see. We have a 35 mile stretch now where we stay on US Route 28 East. Then we get on to 90 East for 13 miles. Then we are on the circle around downtown Buffalo. I guess that's US, no, sorry, Interstate 190. You know, there's, there's uh, highways that do circles around big cities, such as Buffalo. How big is Buffalo? I guess I'll find out when I get there. I don't know if I'm going to like the size of Buffalo or if I'm going to think it's cool. I only really know that this is the western power of New York State. It's not even the capital of New York. By the way, if y'all know what the capital of New York is, go ahead and say it now. Now would be a good time to pull out your phone and look it up. Or if you're using your phone to listen to this, which that's a brave thing to... Who listens to podcasts with their phone other than me? But... Did you look it up? Okay, it's Albany. Which is pretty close to the Vermont border, actually. Sort of in the middle of New York State, nearby the Vermont border. Shoutouts to Vermont, though. Lake St. Catherine. Lake St. Catherine. Nice little lake. Not the shallow parts where all the, I don't want to say seaweed, lakeweed, I guess. Don't like that, but the rest of it's fine. Big circles around cities, such as Buffalo, such as Philadelphia, such as, because for Philadelphia it's 676, which also cuts through Philadelphia. Dang. But there's a better, truer circle around Baltimore, 695, and around Washington, D.C., 495. What's it for Richmond? Pretty sure Richmond, uh, it's not 195. Uh, you know, I forget and I don't care. All right, 33 miles and then 13 miles. That's 46. So about 46 miles until we are in the bosom of Buffalo. And it's around that time that I'm gonna start looking for a gas station because 
I am hopeful, although not like uber optimistic, but I'm really hoping that there's gonna be a scenario where I don't have to get gas in Canada. I hear they use petrol up there and sure, they're probably gonna offer regular gasoline to the roads that you take to get up towards Toronto because there's probably people like me who go into Canada and then up to Toronto to fly from Toronto to other parts of the country of Canada, the quote-unquote domestic flight. I can't be the only person who feels like they're going to do this. And speaking of, how many other people are going to do this who drove from Lancaster County, PA to go to Battle of BC? Because if all that is true, then what the fuck am I doing driving by myself? Shit. I'm going to get really mad if I sit down to someone and I go, I'm just going to sleep. And they're like, oh, great, me too. I've been driving all night. That, that feeling of me getting angry will start to creep in. And I don't care how many Benadryl pills I've taken, which I will be taking to help myself fall asleep and stay asleep. If, if, if I hear someone else drove up from Lancaster to go to Battle of BC on this flight, I'm going to be pissed. I guess I would be sort of pissed if there was a scenario of going by the prison, somebody from the prison, you know, I get to pick one weekend a year to be out for prison and get to do something in normal society, which I only am guessing is a real thing because of BoJack Horseman, but is it a real thing? Somebody from prison who's listening to this, let me know in the comments down below. Oh, well, I'll have to leave it up as a questionnaire, won't I? Because this is not going to be going up on YouTube. This is only going to be a podcast audio exclusive. You're welcome, America. Because I'm not recording a video, I'm recording just the audio. Huh, how do I get around this? Because I have so many questions I want to ask the audience tonight specifically. And speaking of questions... I asked all of you to give me questions to answer. Let's go back to Twitter. We're going to go to a post that I made earlier today, well, yesterday now, (sighs) that I made yesterday to engage y'all to get some audience participation. So shout outs to Drew, AKA your girlfriend, that's the tag, your girlfriend, U-R space G-F. Anyway, Drew, who also helps Jay Bobson to T.O. raised the bar, so also really cool. Drew asks, is there something technical you thought you'd never do, but you've grown capable? Yes, Drew, wave dashing. And the reason why I say wave dashing is because it's not like I can do shield drops or anything. Ha 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 ha. Even though I'm on a box, I really should learn how to do shield drops. But with wave dashing, I still don't implement it very well into my gameplay, but the simple fact of the matter is that I don't practice melee enough to truly nail that kind of thing down. I want to, theoretically, that sounds great, but I'm also owning myself because I'm owned because I'm not practicing. Instead, I'm driving through the night to Toronto to fly to Vancouver, and then I'll fly from Vancouver to Toronto drive back. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be driving so much in just a short span of time and then being three hours off my normal sleep schedule, which is already messed up. Wave dashing 
let's see. Maybe I'll name one other technique. Or technical thing. I don't want to be the person who drives this meta because there's other metas that I want to do instead. If I can be a great player someday in Melee. But I do have an interesting, and to my opponents, annoying habit of throwing out my reflector, throwing out my shine as Fox, right at the moment that the uh, her, uh, hitbox connects to my hurt box. Their hitbox connects to my hurt box. And by throwing out the shine, shine on frame one has the attack out, but also has my character completely invulnerable as well. So most of the time it ends up being a weird clank situation, but I'm still able to jump out of shine and go from there. Now, I haven't been able to call out someone's attack, clank the, the, the their move with my shine, and then bam, I'm counterattacking. I haven't been able to do that, but I just have this weird habit of being able to get one or two of those in a set. And I think it's unusual to see that even one time in a set, because I think most of the time foxes are wisely shielding or running away or wait, dash back. This is around the time that I normally start to feel tired and fatigued at home. It's so hard for me to fall asleep before midnight. It's just so hard. But that's why also I know that I don't have to... What's the word? I know that I don't have to drive super tired starting from 11 o'clock on because that feels like it would just drag forever and ever and ever but you know it's past one in the morning now I think yeah, it's not it's 12:58. oh my gosh is time slowing down because I'm doing this whole podcasting thing I hate that if that's true I hate it I hate it so that's Drew's question. Throw a like on that. Move on to the next question. This question is from Kingu, who I had on the podcast recently. You'll hear that episode. Oh no, you already heard the episode, but the episode is coming out on video on YouTube. Uh, I want to say Friday morning. So keep an eye out for that. But the podcast episode, the audio episode, is already out because I released it by accident right away. But I thought, eh, whatever. Not a big deal. So, shouts out to Kingu who asks, thoughts on how games differ. In, mm, thoughts on how games differ from other media in terms of emotional impact. So, how do games differentiate themselves from movies, music, TV shows? I guess art in terms of how they impact one's emotions. I was watching this really fun video, and I say fun, but it was titled, Every Zelda Game is the Scariest or Most Frightening or Most Intense Zelda Game. And it starts off with Twilight Princess, and the person who's doing the video essay is basically saying, Hey, look, this was an opportunity for me to be introduced to this kind of concept of sadness, depression, darkness in life me to start to process that instead of having to live it out myself and by the way if you get to age 10 where you start playing a game like twilight princess 
Let's see. Village speed limit is 30 miles per hour. Jeez Louise. I gotta slow down. I have successfully slowed down. Anyway. If you get to the age of 10 and you're playing through Twilight Princess and you haven't experienced some kind of deep loss, then you're really lucky. I would be an example of that. I was really lucky. I guess... Oh, that is a cop car. Hmm. Hopefully they weren't looking at my phone. I had it somewhat raised. But then again, the light was really, like, dimmed down. I got the sneaking suspicion that people drive... What's to say? People drive not so wisely with their lights super bright on their phone. Or that they just have it up above the dashboard. Mine was kind of at dashboard level, but not above the dashboard, if that makes sense. What town am I in? Town's dead, though. I gotta say it. Nobody's out and about right now. I'm glad to see that the bench is not anti-homeless, though. Allstate. Hmm. No free ads, though. Let's see. There's a family restaurant here. I'll throw a shout-out. Silver Lake, I believe it was. We're crossing Oatka Creek. So if, if there's a town on West Buffalo Street called Oatka Creek thing, uh, Warsaw Central Valley, is that what I saw? Eh. Anyway, we stay winning, we stay moving. Kind of an interesting setup when it comes to me needing to get to Toronto by a certain time and I'm in, like in a city, sorry, I'm in a little town at the wee hours of the morning and I'm just going to get there when I'm supposed to get there at 3.23 in the morning. That's crazy. <sighs> Anyways, back to your question, Kingu. There is a difference of how you experience video games on an emotional level. Legend of Zelda is a good example of a good story. Even if it's good versus evil most of the time, that's what Legend of Zelda stories ultimately boil down to, is good versus evil. However, that's still very nice. It's a nice story to follow. And they can be at least a teeny bit complex. Who's, who foresaw the plot twist of pulling out the Master Sword and Ganondorf is right there? ready to take it away. <laughs> Not take away the Master Sword, but, you know, take away the, like, Triforce from the Sacred Realm because he can finally get into the Sacred Realm. And by the way, why is there only a bouncer at the door? Why aren't there people inside of the Sacred Realm who go, hey, oh my gosh, that's Ganondorf. We should probably keep him out. But I think it's because the Door of Time was built and the Master Sword was placed there because there was no buffer inside of the Sacred Realm. The Sacred Realm was like, hey, if there's a bad guy that comes in here, that's not my problem. I'm just Sacred Realming over here with excellence. So back off. So that's probably why the Door of Time and the Master Sword were put there in the first place, because they could only put a bouncer at the door. They couldn't actually do anything else. How depressing is that? We'll just let Ganondorf wander in here at some point, I'm sure. Although, Master Sword has a lot to do with him not getting in. So the reason why I'm talking about Zelda in particular is because I watched the Tears of the Kingdom cutscenes movie. 
So I watched the relevant cutscenes. The there's kind of like you know how it is in video games. There's semi cutscenes where you're playing and you're still controlling the character, but there's still important information being exposited. Uh, they didn't include any of that, but they just specifically did cutscenes where it's pretty much a movie that's playing and you go from there. Yeah, speed limit's 55. Let's try to take advantage of that, shall we? I know we're climbing hills, but daggum. Alright. I've been behind this car for a while. Not directly behind the car. I mean, there's a car in front of me that might be... Ooh! You think they're driving from Lancaster, PA to fly on plane direct flight to Vancouver from Toronto, you think so? I, I, I certainly wonder, you know, I think about it. Ah, that's a turn. Thanks for the warning, friggin' New York. I'm okay. So, I really enjoyed the story for Tears of the Kingdom. Voice acting was good, and... When you're watching it, it's a clear difference between an animated movie and Tears of the Kingdom Legend of Zelda video game. I think there were some things that both mediums certainly have in common, but whew. You know, video game cutscenes are basically information dumps. And maybe something cool happens, but goodness me. Also, the voice actors were clearly instructed to land hard on their consonants. I mean, Ganondorf's voice actor shouts out, I don't know your name, but all the <coughs> That was tough. I feel like that wasn't actually necessary, but that's neither here nor there. You do what you gotta do. Microphones actually do this thing where they take away the energy of your voice and throw it away. And then when you play the audio back, you wonder why you sound so asleep, which is why I'm projecting my voice more. This is not my quote-unquote normal talking voice. I don't normally speak at this spot. I guess normally I kind of speak more here. But you see, did you hear the difference? I have to project more. Ooh, cows! Shout-outs to cows. So, yes. Video games are enjoyed at a different level. I think if the video game is doing it right, you build a connection, that's a cop car, surely, right? I mean, the lights are on, it's just sitting there. Oh yeah, that's totally a cop car. Now, here's a quick good question for you, Mr. Cop Car, and all cop cars. Why are you cop carring at one in the morning? It's 107, finally, it's past one. Heck yeah. Why are you cop carring this late at night or this early in the morning? I know this is a road that people take to get to Toronto, Canada to fly out to Vancouver, but my gosh. Uh, upstate New York. When people talk about upstate New York, they're talking about eastern New York. This is western New York, or like Buffalo, New York, maybe. We're not close enough to Buffalo for this to be called Buffalo. So let me not insult anyone, but yeah, I think you guys get what I'm saying. Essentially, we're in Buffalo. <laughs> we're still like 40-ish miles away, or 30 miles away from Buffalo, actually. Like I said, once we get close, then we'll 
find a gas station, gas up, and hopefully not have to do that in Canada. Here's hoping. This does feel like driving through Lancaster, though. Alright, I'll say it. I mean, I didn't want to. I was holding off on it for a while, but... Other than the fact that there's not a lot of roads that cut through Lancaster County where you can go 55 miles per hour because the speed limit is 55 miles per hour, there's only really one or two roads that do that. The rest of them are highways, but like there's no back roads where you can go super fast that just cut through the countryside. But other than that, like the rolling hills, that's Lancaster. And twists and turns, also Lancaster. Trees and farms and kind of more of the isolated feel, also Lancaster. But Lancaster is much more commercialized than this part of the, the of New York State, so I will say in favor of New York State, this is not as not as touristy. I haven't seen anything touristy since I passed Warsaw Country Valley something or other, Otka River, where I was on West Buffalo Street. 26A. Somebody can figure that out for me if they, if you want. U.S. Route 20A or 26A. Uh, 20A. U.S. 20A. So, TLDR, Kingu. I experience emotions um, playing games that are different than emotions watching a movie. And I play games to feel something, so that's kind of cool. Oh, I thought that was a turn for a second. Jeez Louise. People need to, well, I guess it's, it's fair for them to use, like, have a mailbox, like, reflector so that people can see that their mailbox is there, but my gosh, I thought that was a road marker and I thought I was about to crash, which didn't make any sense because the car in front of me was also right in front of me, so I thought, well, how's that car okay if I'm about to crash? Jeez Louise. You need to pay attention. Like, it's pitch dark other than me and the car in front of me, nobody behind me. It's pitch dark out here. It feels so dead. The good news is that when I fly back on Monday, I'll be flying out at about seven or eight o'clock in the morning from Vancouver. Okay, where are we going? Where are we going? Ah, oh, there we are. Excellent. Going over the crest of a hill is very scary because you don't know what's exactly about to go down. I haven't driven on this road before. First time in my life I've been in this part of the country. I've been to New York plenty of times, but to New York City, not to this part of New York. And like I said, I've already been up near Albany to go to Vermont. So, shouts out. That toll road, although nice, also sucks that it's a toll road. So whatever highway that is going up towards Albany, to get to upstate New York. Y'all should make that a not toll road. I wonder if that person's day is starting or beginning. I saw a truck loading up with something in a farm or a business place. I don't want to say cement, but something. I wonder if their day's getting started, or if it's ending, or, or what. Or if they're in the middle of their shift. For all I know, that's what it is. But when I fly back to Toronto from Vancouver on Monday, I'll get back to Toronto, I think, by 3 p.m. Eastern, which gives me a shot of getting home... Uh, well, in time to go to bed, that would be nice. At a reasonable time. I'm hoping to sleep on the flight back as well, but, you know, you never know. Oh, gosh. That's what Benadryl is for. 
having Benadryl on the flight there and on the flight back, hopefully so I can sleep. Because even though it's a direct flight, it's still five hours flying there and four and a half hours flying back. So that is a nice chunk of sleep that you can get. All right. So that's what I want. I think that's what everybody deserves. I think that's like me in particular. The rest of you deserve to sleep well also, I guess. But come on. Come on. I'm the one who wants sleep and yet I'm always eternally doomed to have a hard time sleeping. Because I just like in practice have a hard time sleeping. Theory says Jesse wants sleep. Practice says Jesse doesn't want to sleep. Jesse wants to be as awake, awake as much as possible. It's tough. It didn't help when I tried to take a nap today while the kids were watching something. I tried taking a nap and I ended up having nightmares about this trip. So that was really comforting. Woke up and I woke up earlier than I had a lot of my, so like I set a timer. My timer still hadn't gone off yet. So I just went downstairs. It is what it is. I told Jen how nervous I was about this trip. I'm really nervous. The reason why I'm really nervous is because I had a tough time at Genesis 9 in San Jose. Especially towards the end, I felt like I was running on fumes energy-wise and I could hardly get myself to the venue to watch top four doubles. I mean, I only watched grand finals of doubles, actually. And then I watched top eight and, you know, I hung in there and I did fine after that. But I tried taking a nap that morning, Sunday morning of Genesis 9, and I could not sleep even though I felt so exhausted. It was really frustrating. And I went to short hops in the beginning of April and I spent more time in my car trying to sleep or closing my eyes than I was inside the venue. I spent more time in my car trying to sleep than being in the venue itself. Like I showed up and at first I was kind of doing okay. I knew I wasn't feeling well, but I was kind of doing okay until I got dizzy and felt like I was about to collapse. So I walked back to my car to get some rest I went to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, sorry, I went to Chipotle, excuse me, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, yeah, you gotta forgive me on that one, I went to Chipotle to get some food and get some caffeine into me, you know, via Coke, because that's my caffeine intake apparatus, I don't drink coffee, I just drink Coke, <laughs> which has enough caffeine to do the trick, anyway, that's, that, that was the, that was the problem, I, even though I had Chipotle and a soda, I just still felt awful. I tried to go back inside a few times. I played out my bracket. I came back to the car. Like, right after I was done bracket, I was like, okay, I'm done my bracket. Go back to the car, try to rest up still. And it's one thing to be in Lehigh Valley near Philadelphia, and that's about an hour and a half, two hours at the most away from home. Where theoretically, if things got bad, I could just have Jen come and get me or stay at somebody's house. But I don't know, buddy. I don't know anybody in Western New York. I know B-Bats does, but what about me? And this place feels like it hardly has any cell reception kind of a vibe, you know? What am I supposed to do if I feel really awful? And lying down to sleep theoretically is an option, but based on what I've told you so far, do you think that I would honestly be able to fall asleep for an hour 
and then start driving again and still make it to the airport on time because I'm giving myself around a two and a half, three hour buffer between getting to the parking lot and hopefully within the next hour getting to the terminal and getting my boarding pass because they won't give it to me online because it was a basic airfare pass. They said you have to go to the kiosk people, either the automated kiosk or the people that are at the kiosk to get your boarding pass, which I thought was so stupid. So stupid. But that's neither here nor there. I <laughs> have obviously gotten over it. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm really nervous that something bad is going to happen while I'm gone. And that's what I told Jen. On the phone as I had already driven away. I mean, I was talking to her about being nervous. But I just didn't get the chance to talk to her that much this week. Because I was doing other things and. It's not how I wanted the week to go prior to me leaving. I wanted to have a better conversation with Jen about my feelings because that's something that I've been trying to do is share my feelings with Jen. A noble calling, yes, indeed. Thank you. Uh, Sharing feelings is tough. (laughs) So I just, I was able to kind of pour my heart out a little bit more than I'm doing now, but I'm repeating it here But because I'm, driving in the dead of the night oh in the still of the night and I I'm doing okay so far but what if things change just nervous keep soldiering on keep trying to stay hydrated talking dehydrates you so I know that I should get some actual water I had just been taking a couple sips of soda because the water is sealed and I need two hands to open it. So sorry if my voice sounds further away. Let me get a drink of water here. (sighs) Yeah, that that definitely feels better. That feels nice. Hmm. If I know I'm going to be stopping for gas in about 20, 25 miles, then I should theoretically drink a bunch of water so that I can feel confident about like having drank enough as compared to drinking a bunch of water right before I get to the parking lot for the Toronto airport. Not the Toronto airport parking lot itself. I'm not paying that kind of regular long-term parking fees, blah, blah, blah. Parking at a parking lot area nearby the airport. They have a shuttle, though. Pretty hype. Hopefully the shuttle goes 24-7. It'd be a little annoying if it didn't, but I guess it's still within walking distance. Yeesh. Walking to the airport from there. Ugh. (sighs) But the whole lack of boarding pass thing... I only know that I'm going to Terminal 3. And in case you missed it, Terminal 3 for the Toronto Pearson International Airport is big. So if I knew what gate and, like, what letter wing to something, this is, like, there's, like, gates and and, and stuff. Like A gate, C gate, B gate. A little annoyed that I only know that I'm going to Terminal 3 for a domestic 
departure. So those people better be easy to find for the airline that I selected from Kayak. So I used Kayak. Seems to be nice so far, but, you know, everyone's got different rules. So Kayak uh, liaisoned me to the, you know, to the actual airline for the specific ticket that I bought. And then the airline's like, yep, more high-paying customers can have their boarding passes sent to them via email but as for you you're gonna have to print it out at the airport which i almost makes me think i'm gonna have to pay to print it out at the airport which would suck and i don't understand why you can't just send an email since that as far as i'm concerned is cheaper you're already paying for internet already paying for the computer to be on what's an extra email sent with a pdf gonna do to you it's not gonna kill you. I can see. I can say that with all certainty. Uh, still got two hours to go. Guess I could put a movie on and just by virtue of the fact that it's a two-hour movie, and you know you play it, you know that eventually the movie comes to an end. You are then at the parking lot next to the Pearson International Airport in Toronto. But I don't know if I want to listen to a movie right now. I have a bunch of podcasts saved, but I probably don't have that in me either. We'll see. I don't know what I'm going to do just yet. But it's 1.22. That's a nice thing to see. Almost an hour has gone by since I started recording this, I believe. 49 minutes. That's pretty good for a solo podcast. And getting all the questions in for the people. Shouts out to Drew and Kingu. But, you know, shout-outs to the patrons who, like I said in my recordings this week, I made sure to shout-out the patrons extra in my recording with Kingu and with Hada. Without the patrons on the Patreon, I would not be able to do this. It's it's already kind of, uh, this is really expensive, I'm kind of regretting this, but the bulk, bulk, bulk of the money that is being used to make this trip possible came from the patrons, so... Thank you to the patrons. Thank you so much. I'm indebted to you kind of a thing. <laughs> so I will continue to do my work. Try to make awesome content for y'all. And continue to support the Melee community. The Smash community. The Melee community in particular. <laughs> I think it's time to be done. But not to worry. I'll probably record again on my way back home from Toronto, although it will be during the day this time, so I feel like that'll be really nice, and then I'll be able to talk to more people, so here's hoping that's a thing. Anywho. Uh, This is Jesse slash CypherZoozers3 slash you get it, signing off, and I will talk to you when I come back from Vancouver.